Greetings, game lovers. Do you consume a lot of caffeine when you're farming for loot or grinding XP? I myself often have way too much coffee, and lately I've been replacing a cup with Liquid IV's Yuzu Pineapple Flavored Energy Multiplier. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and five essential vitamins C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WITHPUNISH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code WITHPUNISH at liquidiv.com. Happy Street Fighter Eve. Yeah, we are really like it's Street Fighter this Eve. right before Street Fighter Six. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun to dig into something new like that. I I don't know how much I will, but I want to. Yeah, well, that's yeah. half the battle. Yeah, I'm like insanely excited. Yeah, I like. It, it, I like. Been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and like Street Fighter Five was uh it just never died for me i mean like i didn't play it all the time but like i i, I followed it yeah. once we started playing like i was watching i was watching matches all the time forever yeah so like i i wonder if this will do that again and i hope it does but like i'm i'm excited it's off to a way better start yeah too i mean People are excited for it. It has really good reviews. Yeah. It actually has a starting roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I was like... Yeah, we're recording the day before it comes out. <laughs> so, I was at the... Um, I was at Combo Breaker, which is like a community tournament event kind of last... Uh, would have been last... Like last a week, week. Ago yeah, from when last recording. weekend, yeah, and uh, it was funny because like I entered Street Fighter and there was a lot of people playing Street Fighter, but since it wasn't part of like the Pro Tour or the prize money wasn't like crazy, like they didn't have any of the international players there. It was just kind of like local yeah. people, but like right. the buzz for Street Fighter Six was like so. It was it was really neat to be there. You could and you could feel it in the air. Everyone was like so excited about this thing, but we couldn't play it yet. Like if I would have yeah. went, if it was, if I went this week and we had it, it would have been different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like this thing, this thing that was on the horizon, where like you know we're playing Street Fighter Five and everyone's like, "Who are you gonna main in Street Fighter Six? Like who's?" So it's like this really, I don't know. It was like kind of fun to be. It was like a hype event. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I, for a game release, it like it like reminded me of when we, they used to do uh, midnight releases for video right. games at GameStop, and like everyone yeah. would go. And you'd like be in the line waiting for the game, and you could like hear everyone talk about the game that's gonna come out. And like, I just haven't had that in like a long time, like as an adult. No. Like, I've been excited for games. Like, that's that's not a yeah. So it's just like really cool. It's like, man, this makes you feel like a kid again to be this this hyped. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not something like we can. Yeah, it, that is a rare experience now. You know the collective anticipation like hanging out 
waiting for a thing. Like, even leading up to Zelda, which we'll talk about this episode, but, like, that's just a group of people, like, a group chat being like, can't wait to play Zelda, can't wait to play Zelda. It's not the same thing as... Yeah, yeah, like, like where you can feel it. Like, you can feel yeah, the energy. it's not the same energy. Even, even, like, when I worked at GameStop and had to work the midnight releases, it was still fun. Yeah. Like, it, probably, it like, wasn't... Did, do you think it made you interested in any games that you, like, weren't... I mean, I guess you would have been able to get your hands on anything that you wanted to try while you were there anyways, but... I mean... I, I mean, I worked a few... I worked quite a few of games that I wasn't playing. Like, I remember when the second World of Warcraft expansion came out. I was... I worked that midnight release. Yeah. And it was like... It was like, wow, people are really excited for this. <laughs> and I don't know anything about it. Like, because that was just something I didn't give a chance back in the day. And still never have. But, yeah, it was still fun. Um, I think the craziest thing to build that anticipation, again, like, I, I bet people that work at stores like that still have it. Yeah, that now. makes sense. But, like, you get you get stuff in long before it's actually releasing. And so you kind of just know it's there. <laughs> and, like, you're you're, like anxiously waiting to get it out get your own copy yeah. even though it's literally right there and yeah. like yeah so that's a funny thing too is because just talking to people i know people had the game at they had to have yeah, yeah they yeah. had to have there was like, like several people that, and stuff yeah 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 so like you i was like trying to ask you know what i mean i was asking yeah. about hey who's got it like where's who's playing it in what hotel room and like <laughs> no I, one, I come? no one would say anything. It was like I was yeah. trying to get. They're like, "Are you a narc?" Or like, like I was looking for drugs. And like yeah, I was, I, I was think... talking to a couple of players like about it, and they were like, "Yeah, Capcom, you know, they released that statement that they're they don't want people playing beforehand because, like, long yeah. story short, they had a beta version of the game that basically people jailbroke and played." So yeah. the game has kind of been out for a year. Like people have been playing a version of it for a year. So it's a big deal for like the competitive scene because, you know, obviously they don't want people to have the game before other people. They're putting money yeah. into a, a prize thing for winter of tournaments, whatever. So they released like a statement that was like, you know, you're not supposed to do this. And mm -hmm. so the the players were like, we're not saying anything because we don't want to get in trouble. Well, and 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 also the people that would have had review copies cuz like i was surprised at i feel like scores came out early like tuesday you, you think yeah that, um... I, okay it wasn't that early i guess it felt i guess i didn't realize it was like literally this week that might have been why i was t shocked a bit but anybody that was there that probably had a review copy which is very possibly a lot of people yeah because of streamers and stuff yeah content creators all that kind of thing they take they have to take NDA those NDAs yeah, like yeah. serious, yeah. yeah. Or, or else they will get like, more copies of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're sacrificing relationships if somehow something got tracked back to you. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not surprised nobody would talk so, about it. I mean, just to just to camp on this uh, video game release conversation and like how we had the midnight releases at GameStop. Did you ever? Like, as you were working there, did you ever, like, f experience and think to yourself, wow, this game has its own, like, scene? 
Like, look at these, look at this group of people. I mean, that sounds kind of judgy saying it like that, but, uh. Yeah, I know what you mean. I guess, um, well, so it kind of sucks because for context, like, we grew up in a not densely populated area. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and there were a lot, there were plenty of other stores in our area, so, like, generally. So, our store did not get that much midnight release traffic. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know that I could, like, pinpoint one that felt like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I worked there when Street Fighter 4 came out. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I actually, I don't think I was there for its release, so I wouldn't have seen that midnight release. But like, the WoW crowd was very specifically a WoW crowd. Yeah, that's like, what I'm. That's the what peop- I'm talking about. The people kinda. that played WoW back then kind of only played that. Yeah. Like, it, or it was like their main thing. Yeah. Um, I guitar like the Guitar Hero games were big deals, and probably again were a specific subset. Um, yeah. Call of Call of Duty, obviously, and you could tell that people were more broy that played Call of Duty yeah. even back then. Yeah. Gears was similar. I remember when Gears Two came out; that was a big one because by that point, online Existed. online play of Gears was like an established thing. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So, like, my experience with that this weekend, the last weekend, was just that, like, you know we watched finals for different games and I played games with different people, but like the street fighter table and street fighter players were like more old, like yeah. older people. Yeah. And then like, I went over and like played guilty gear and like, there's a ton of people that are like cosplaying and, <laughs> and it's, it's the just... difference between a like traditional game versus an anime. Yeah. Game, yeah. I guess. And yeah. like, and then there I'm in line with, um, to buy some merch and there's like, a mom next to me and she's like all excited that there's she's at a video game event she's like my son is playing smash brothers and this is his first one and it's so cool (laughs) and it's just i don't know it's just a fun like people watching observation literally everyone oh yeah everyone tuned into tekken like there was not one person that was there that didn't go to tekken it was insane like it's yeah it was cool. Yeah, I, it's cool you went to that. I like I know we went to a couple. We went to like you and I went to one more NEC, the the one in around Philly, and then Josh and I went to it separately later. And like of those 3 I went to, the first one that we all went to was like the most it felt like a scene. It felt like yeah. there were a lot of people there. It was like a big deal. It was a big like we saw plenty of pro players there yeah, at this the, like random event. NEC event just got smaller, kind of. Is that what happened? It got smaller, and it also like kind of like the venues changed, yeah. and you know, so it never, it never like we had that like first. I had that first experience of like, oh wow, this is like a gaming event. Yeah, that, like this is like a thing, and so it's cool. Combo Breaker obviously is one of those bigger ones. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was I would like expect nothing less. It was interesting because comparing NEC to Combo Breaker, I'd say NEC like felt uh, sweatier, if that makes any sense. Really? Like, well, I guess the more combo people breaker, you have, the more spread of like uh, ability levels. 
Yeah, yeah. And like the more people playing different games and like we had the yeah. the cool thing about combo breakers in a convention center and there was so much space. So right. it was it right. was like it was real chill. Like you could always you could always find a spot to sit down. Like if you wanted a yeah. specific arcade cabinet, you'd obviously have to wait the arcade cabinet. But like, mm-hmm. you know, you could go watch games or sit down and play your own games if you wanted. There was always room for that. Like I didn't Obviously, when they're playing tournament pools, you can't go take, you know, the, yeah. when they're using yeah. the the spaces. But it was it was really cool. They just had they had enough room for everything that was going on. And the the mm-hmm. other thing that made it awesome was the hotel bar. Like yeah, like going people were hanging out there. Well, yeah, people were hanging out and then going and having drinks and then going back to the floor where the venue was at and like playing games and then going with that person to the hotel bar to get drinks and stuff. Like just was yeah. like made it a more social. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was neat. So yeah, yeah, I would I would for sure like go again for sure. Yeah, 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 and I was like I was like trying to to get people's. Because there's obviously more big tournaments that happen in the year, so I was like trying to mm-hmm. pick people's brains a little bit, like which one's the best one, which one's the best one, and a lot of people said Combo Breaker is the best. Oh, um, really? Because not every tournament does a twenty-four set or twenty-four hour venue. Like, yeah, they they like right. set up and tear down sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there was a couple people that said Evo still, but I but I oh, yeah. I had some opinions that. Like it probably depends on your skill level. Like the guys that were yeah. saying Evo is good are guys that are want to play international players and mm-hmm. that have enough clout to hey we're, hey all the good games are happening here at this point. Mm-hmm. And like they said, it, some people said Evo is a little too pro. Is what, <laughs> is what, I, is what I heard. I would but believe it, that. Right? I would it, think it just has that like yeah aura yeah. about it. I would think Mandalay Bay would be sick, though. That would be cool. It's like, like a reason to go to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, sorry for uh, hijacking the... Uh, no, it's okay. The opening of the... Yeah, we didn't uh, We didn't introduce it. This is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Combo Breaker Suave. Yeah, nice. Uh... If, if for some reason you actually are listening to us after meeting AJ at Combo Breaker, we're named after fighting games, but we, are. we talk about other we, and that's we talk why about we, other that's games. That's why we opened with fighting game uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know what? Like that was another thing I, I feel like I experienced at Combo Breaker. It's four it's four fighting games, right? But there was yeah. so much just video game like so many people were playing Zelda. Oh, I'm sure. We were yeah. people were talking about Zelda like while we were mm-hmm. w- while we were, were playing Street Fighter and talking about Zelda. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yes, it's cool, G- gamers. Yeah, I mean you're probably you're gonna get that at any kind of convention type thing that is based around being a nerd. <laughs> yeah, Fighting we, game players are still nerds. They were Beyblading everywhere. Really? Beyblade tournaments in the parking lot. Yeah, it was hype. <laughs> it was hype. I'm telling you. I like to think that like there's that trope 
in movies about gambling in an alley throwing dice against a cardboard box like bro you know they were you know the, they were betting the, on on yeah the the generation like that's beyblade i feel like isn't even our generation it's like the after one us. after us and so it's gonna be like people playing beyblade in alleys for cash it's like, good <laughs> it's sweet yes um yeah, so uh and I told the, my wife the, there was Beyblade tournaments. She yeah. was kind of like ugh, she like squinted her face cuz she thought it was Babe B A B. Oh, yeah, I was going to say she knew what Beyblade was. <laughs> She's like, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> Beyblade. <Yeah>. Yes. It's <laughs> like it has nothing to do with women. Trust me. That's my uh <laughs> that's my um that's my triple X hentai steam game like based on beyblade that's that's what i'm gonna make how does it how does it work well it's a visual novel about playing beyblade but like what do you get when you're you're only the the babes all right sounds cool yeah it's really simple is it for 2.99 it should work on steam yeah probably probably 2.99 you're gonna make the top seller page i'll uh i'll generate all the artwork with ai and all the text with ai and you're gonna compete with uh sex with hitler is that one of them? Have you seen that? Oh yeah, really? Yes, I've seen that multiple times. That's so funny. <laughs> that is, I actually, I, I have a lot of. I am very entertained by t- tuning into that uh, top sellers page and seeing. I was the just going to say the random. I never stuff. see that. Yeah, I never actually look at that on Steam. Yeah, I look every every time I launch Steam, I'll click. I'll click <laughs> that once. Now I always look at the sales too. Like I'll click through with the what the sale yeah. items are for the but it's like that's like a uh i use that feature on steam more than i ever because like when you launch playstation that has it has that too you know what i mean there's like a you kind of got to navigate through a few things before you get to that though yeah but yeah. i mean i i have to click over to it on steam too that's what i mean it's like it launches my library when it launches i gotta actually pull the store page open so yeah i don't know cool feature i guess but um I, the elephant in the room is that the newest Zelda game is out, and I don't know if we want to jump right into that, or if you have other things you're planning on talking about. I actually played a lot of things since I last talked to you. It's been a hot minute. Because last episode, I had friend of the show, Larry, guest, so we could talk about primarily Resident Evil 4. Yeah. But um, but since you and I did an episode, I've played a lot of stuff. Wow, I've only um, played uh, one game plus Zelda. Zelda. No, I played an, oh, okay. one. I have one other thing besides Zelda. And what is that? Terra Nil. Oh, cool. Yeah. But let's yeah, jump off. Let's kick it off with that. Zelda. It's because uh, yeah, I feel like that. That'll yeah. What do you say? So you love so, it. Is it the best game ever? It's really good. Best game in the last decade. So anybody living under a rock, this is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) For the the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, for the Nintendo Switch only and PC because there's already a leaked copy on PC. Um, And it's apparently a way better version. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the Switch is like a. Yeah, I we, we can talk about that, I guess, in a little bit, but um. But yeah, it's the follow-up to Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was my game of the year when that came out, when the Switch launched. And, well, I guess it technically came out a couple months after the Switch. 
launched? I don't remember. 2017, I think. Um, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is amazing. All the hype is deserved. Yeah. It's so open-ended. Again, you know, Breath of the Wild was interesting because it was so open-ended. You can do whatever you want, basically. You have all the tools that you're going to have, essentially, from the very beginning of the game. And Tears of the Kingdom actually spaces that out a little bit more with all the building stuff. Like, you get all the abilities, except for one of them. You have to kind of, like, mainline the main story to get it. But the whole building stuff and manipulating stuff in terms of piecing them together, a.k.a. like Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts, <laughs> it's incredible. It, it's actually astonishing how well it works, especially on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, performance-wise, I'm impressed. Yeah. I've definitely seen slowdown. Like, there, there are times when the frame rate is probably 10 frames a second. Like, if you're, if you're trying to build with the Ultra Hand ability and it happens to be raining or something, it's slowing down pretty bad. Yeah. And if you build something big that's a bunch of pieces, it's slowing down. <laughs> um, but it's not a huge deal. Are you playing in I, how are you playing in handheld more or in primarily docked? Okay. But um I've played a I've played a decent bit of it handheld um cuz it's like a nice thing to just like if I'm sitting on the couch with Rachel and she's watching something I'm not very interested in, yeah. I'll play it in handheld. And uh I I played a lot of Breath of the Wild in handheld actually. Yeah. So, I'm like I don't think it's bad. That little screen is kind of rough. Um especially with like Oh yeah. I, I feel I like take, there's a lot I of take information. For granted, I take for granted the uh the SWOLED. Yeah, I didn't get that. I still have my original one. Yeah. Um so it's kind of small. It's not horrible, but there's like times where like I was doing the Goron Temple, which is kind of dark. Like it's it's dark. So I played a little bit of that in handheld and I was like, I don't totally see what I'm looking at here. Yeah, like yeah. I'm finding my way, I'm finding my way around and like my brightness is up on the switch, but you know, mm -hmm. um, but I, how much have you played? Um, probably like five or six hours. Did you get off the I'm starting? not off the starting island. I'm, okay. I've been, uh, I've been taking my time, I'd say. I yeah I um I ha I think I have everything that you get. I have like except rewind like one thing. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So probably yeah. I've been just kind of goofing around. Um, I've st I've been on. I haven't got off my crazy work schedule really yet. Oh okay. Um and like I played a little bit at work in in the last week when we were slow. Yeah. Uh, in all of it was in handheld. Um. And this this is my first week on daylight, back on daylight in an eight hour shift, and I've just kind of yeah. been trying to put my life back together. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like it's seriously like laundry and spring um, cleaning I'm, and I'm sure yeah, just the stuff that was the chore list that was stacking up. Yeah, 
um, got stacked real high. <laughs> so I haven't like played any video games really. Yeah, I, tra- I traveled all weekend. The for my first week it was my first weekend off. I was tra- like, I packed my bag, came home from work, packed my bag, left. So yeah. I, I didn't even I didn't even have laundry. Like I was using the bottom of my drawer for when when I went to went to Chicago. So that whiff punish shirt was clean though, right? Oh yeah, it was brand new. <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah, I bought I bought some merch. Um, recommendation for anyone that uses that Redbubble page: I bought a hoodie XL with uh-huh. black uh, XL and washed it once, and now it's my wife's. With punish black XL hoodie. You got to be careful. Did you dry it? I am not interested in clothes that I d- can't dry. Okay, I hang dry everything because of that. Yeah, I just yep. uh, I'll just buy in more clothes. If it that's doesn't... a uh, yeah, that's a that's a public service announcement for any clothes. I I would say I've I've had so many things shrink that I just don't do it anymore. The I only, always I don't dry anything that I want to wear. I like always that. buy like a little large to try and accommodate to try and shrink. anticipate yeah. it. That's how I so that's how I roll. Things and then for like me, my really nice stuff. I just won't wear it. I won't wash it. Oh yeah, like yeah. like you know because I don't I don't be sitting around the house in like my nice clothes. If I wear like a shirt, you're not out, always wearing a suit sitting around playing fighting games. Well, my suits get worn to like weddings; they get thrashed more yeah. than my clothes do. Like if I go <laughs> out, if I go out like in a to dinner or something and put jeans and a sweater on, like I'll come home, mm-hmm. take the jeans and the sweater off, and then so like yeah. that's clo- those clothes get worn for like two hours, and then yeah, like unless I like sweat a ton. I don't really well wash as a my... as an inherently sweaty person doing nothing all the time. I have to wash my clothes all the time. <laughs> um, I yeah, I learned that mistake a long time ago. Where like I even tried to anticipate buying bigger shirts. So like I would get bigger shirts. Yeah, it doesn't work out that much. And I put just... them in the dryer, and what happens is they shrink vertically yeah. as opposed to horizontally. So yeah, so I I had I I still have one shirt that I like refuse to stop wearing and it fits me better now because I gained weight. Um, (laughs) But it shrunk vertically. So it was like really wide and I was so pissed and I've, I've, I don't ever put things that I care about in the dryer ever Yeah. now. So, um, and actually it keeps things nicer. Yeah, it does. It does. The dryer thrashes your clothes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you buy whiff punish merch from, uh, from the store, don't link in dry the uh, episode description. Don't don't dry it, but uh, don't dry any don't of your clothes wash that you it. care just about. Wear it and yeah, don't wash and it. And then buy a new shirt when you need it. Yeah, new just one. keep buying new shirts <laughs> when it gets smelly. <laughs> yeah, but Zelda. Um... Yeah, I I have like fifty hours in it. I think. Um. So we're recording what like two weeks after it came out. Yeah. Um, it's the only thing I've been playing since it came out, which is a problem. I did that with Breath of the Wild as well. And I think I burned myself out on Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So I took a big break 
when that game came out. I played it like really hard. It's the only thing I played. And then I took a huge break until the DLC came out. And then I spent a ton more time with it and beat it. I feel myself maybe getting to that point with Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, you know, after 50 hours already. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't ignore the fact that it's very similar to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It really is. Like, the experience is very similar, other than now you have different, different mechanics tools. to play to play with. Yeah. yeah. And they do make a big difference. Like, the... You haven't even really got to see it yet, I don't think, but, like, unless unless you experimented with it on the, on the starting island, but, like, the one ability that lets you fuse stuff to weapons and shields... Yeah. That's, like... That, like, totally recontextualizes the combat. breakable stuff. Yeah. And yeah. combat and everything. Yeah, yeah. like, um... Like... You get to a point in Breath of the Wild where, like, why would you fight Bokoblins? Like, you would just ignore them. There's, like, no reason to deal with them or go to their camps or anything. Yeah. But in Tears of the Kingdom, you want their monster parts because you fuse them to weapons to make the weapons significantly stronger. And Bokoblins are really common, and they're the higher level ones make your weapons really strong. So, like, it gives a new reason to, like, engage, engage with yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and so what kind of felt like sort of a... I, I think f it's unavoidable to say that Breath of the Wild and this game kind of feels like a dead world sometimes because there's a lot of empty space between yes. things. Yeah. But now you kind of want to... You have you na you also have new ways to navigate that space, yeah. Like with Alter Hand and building vehicles and flying machines and all different sorts of crazy shit, yeah. So like, even though it's the same map, it doesn't feel like the same map. Like you don't you're not running everywhere unless you want to, and you're not, you know, you can just make something to make you go further or fly through the air or yeah. something. And um, and the verticality of it, like you're starting on the Sky Island part, that's where you start the game. Yep. Eventually, you're just flying through the air all the time, like whether you're up there or on the ground, and you can easily get back up into the air and fly to other things, and it's just like, it's just a totally different way to experience the game. It's awesome. Yeah, it's just like it's, I'm. It's I'm really over cool. the moon about it. It's really cool that they they essentially built uh, a sandbox. It's like a sandbox game. The first game was a sandbox game with with a really interesting physics and mm -hmm. and and element um, thing. And yeah. and it's cool. They just were like. They kind of were just like, okay, you thought that was good? Uh, hold my beer. Yeah, like, seriously. Like that's a and and so the experience, like as as I have played, it's just fun to be like, hmm, I wonder if like if I glue this to this and yeah. put a fan yeah. right here, if this will work. And then you try it, and it's like, well, it did. And yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of been, I don't know. It's like it's like we talk about all the time. 
trying to break the game as a yeah. as a player. Yeah. And I feel like they made a game where they are encouraging you to do that with everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like and that's like really daring. Yeah. And it's really I don't know, it's it's cool. Like it just is Mhm. And, and and it's cool that like you know the the first game was so groundbreaking in how it approached its open world and it was like one of the games of the decade, you know, everyone is still comparing everything to that that game. And, and nothing has learned from it. And and for them to be able to like meet the expectations again with yeah. with with a with a game that I feel like pushes um just what you and how you approach gameplay like mm-hmm. for them to do that again is just you know you know what it deserves yeah i know what it deserves yeah i mean like it it deserves a standing ovation a roaring applause like yeah it's i can see like it, why that's not i've I, like it, if you're if it's not your thing, I I can understand why you want yeah want to find the bomb and open the hole in the cave and like play a game like that. Um, and it can it it kind of can be overwhelming. Like the first Breath of the it's, Wild was too, yes. where you're just like, I don't I I kind of want to climb the I want to climb the yellow rope. You know what I mean? I want the game to guide me what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do, as opposed to just be like, whoop, here's your tools. Yeah. But you know we've had. We've had so many survival, like the survival genre has really blasted off in the last, you know, five, ten years. Yeah. And like for them, I, I, if this feels like it's, it's in that, it's that kind of game. Do you know what I mean? Oh you're, yeah. You're eating, you're cooking, you're oh, yeah. chopping trees down to build axes to, and, and so I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm very appreciative of what it is. And I mean, Every time I play that game, and I'm not kidding, in in 50 hours, just about every time, I say, holy shit, I can't believe. Yeah. Like, I can't believe this works. Yeah. Or, like, I've had that experience in five, whatever, like, know? five to six hours, like, every... It's... I I don't even understand how they started to like bug test this game yeah because like you think you're breaking things and or or like i've seen a lot of videos online of like what people are coming up with which by the way like the japanese people are so fucking brilliant with this game (laughs) like the players because you'll see like a twitter video of it's all in japanese and it's like a video of them doing some like absurd contraption that works (laughs) but like um you you'll think that you're breaking something or you're really clever or whatever and then you'll find a shrine that like teaches you how to do that thing yeah so like they thought of a lot of stuff like they really like it's been a while it's been six years and the fact that they had the map already there even though it's basically like not the same map in a lot of ways like i guess i won't like spoil one aspect of it but like they thought of so many things and the way that you combine all of these parts like that starting island is not even the tip of the iceberg it's like an ice cube of the iceberg it's like nothing 
Like you learn, you, you get to mess around with that stuff on that Island. And you're like, this is amazing. This is so cool. I can't believe what I can make yeah. with like four items. And then you get 30 different ones. <laughs> like there, there's so many other items yeah. that you can build with that are just crazy. And it's, it just takes my breath away. It's so it takes my breath of the wild away. <laughs> yeah, a good one. <laughs> it's it's just so cool and it's and it's really fun and there's um I I I guess it's been probably too long that I maybe forgot some aspects of Breath of the Wild, but it just feels like it just feels like in Breath of the Wild I was exploring for exploration's sake. Yeah. And in Tears of the Kingdom, I'm exploring because I have to. Like, yeah. I need things. And I need things because it makes exploring more fun. And, like, finding stuff more interesting. And I want to find stuff because I kind of need it. Like, yeah, it's you good, go through it's good all game of this design. Stuff. It's good game design because it's driving you to send, to experience more of the game, to play more of the game, and use the systems yeah. more... Like it's a, it's like a, a rotating. I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say here, but um, it's it's it's, it's a like cycle. A fl- it's like a flow chart of of okay, need items, uh, need to explore for the items, get the items, build the thing, use the thing to explore more, find more items, get more items. Like yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like a really good. It's driving you to continue through the, and by like exploring, you find new thing like new ways to combine all of those things because like the shrines do that um the sky islands do that like if you just land on a sky island they repeat some stuff like for sure there's there's quite a switch there's there's quite a few things that get repeated in terms of like gameplay and like what you're supposed to do but it is an open world game that's not that weird it still is pretty formulaic in that regard but you'll get You'll go somewhere that you're like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do here. But then they'll have a pre-built thing there for you that's like, I've never put this together myself. I've never seen this before. I didn't yeah. know this thing could do this. Yeah. And and then that just expands. It's like a galaxy brain thing of like, oh, shit, I didn't know I could use this item this way. And yeah. so, like, it's just, I don't know where we go from here. And we said the same thing about breath of the wild. Like why can you not just freely climb fucking everything in every open world game? Yeah. Like assassin's creed eventually got there. That series got there, but nobody else paid attention to the physics of breath of the wild. Like all the weird ability type stuff. It might not and be that easy though. Like it's just... probably not that easy. Yeah. Like it's we, probably not. We might need to applaud Nintendo and their developers more for achieving than as opposed to trying to get everyone else. I don't know. You well, you, like you want that to be the standard now, huh? Is what you're I saying. think. I think fundamental stuff like games that do climbing. Well, so here, here's my here's why know. I'm saying it like that is because Horizon Two went from uh, set climbing paths to climb everything, and I almost S- like the set climbing of. paths better. <laughs> Because the jank of the climb anything system like led to more frustration than the and like yeah. I don't think it added I don't think it added if they would have just gave me rock holds instead of like I think the 
I think the difference, like in Horizon, is that it was it was climb anything, but still within our desires of you to climb it. Like there were still times where you couldn't climb anything. Yeah, you're and right. the jank also exasperated that. Where Breath of the Wild or and Tears of the Kingdom, yeah, as long as it ain't slippery, and you ain't... literally climb anything. <laughs> you literally climb anything except for walls in shrines. Yeah. So like, you know that that's the thing. <laughs> I like, keep doing even... like I can't get up this thing. Okay, I'm just gonna glue 17 trees together and lead it on a <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And like, and you can climb those things. Yep, like you yep. can you can stack a bunch of things and climb up them. And like, it's it's yep, hilarious. I need, little, I need a little platform here in the middle so I can rest because I don't have enough stamina to keep yes. climbing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they have items later that are literally. I just need to make a platform in the air right now. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna make a platform like that, and it's it's so funny. And yes, Horizon was janky. Like they tried to like open that up and expand it, but they didn't do enough work to make it feel good. Like yeah. Zelda feels good. Yeah, it has the stamina system, so they la- they they limit they, you still. Yeah, you you still not you're still not. Doing and it's a frustrating limit, actually. Yeah, you know, like it's it's a limit that can be very irritating, but you know, it's just basic stuff like that. And like now in Tears of the Kingdom, I've been saying this forever, long before a podcast, that nuts and bolts was. One of the craziest things I've ever played. That was one of the most forward-thinking, brilliant games that no one bought and no one played and no one paid any attention to. And no one tried to do that, really. If I like, wanted to try could, it now, where would I go? Rare Replay? You'd have to, you would have to play it on an Xbox Series S or X or an Xbox One or an Xbox 360. But the problem is you have to play it on Xbox you can't even play it on PC. Boo, There's no PC Xbox, version. Boo, Xbox, so, boo. now, here's something controversial. Is an Xbox Series S, which is like, what, $200 worth getting to play Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts? <laughs> is this controversial? I don't know if it's controversial or not. It absolutely is worth getting one of those to play <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Banjo-Kazooie. That's and bolts is a system seller. System in seller in twenty twenty. <laughs> system seller fifteen years later or whatever since it came out. <laughs> and you can take that. You can you can clip that out and like I I will stand by that until I die. Like that, that's a, yeah, that's that a hill you're willing so to die worth on. Playing. Absolutely. And I like really want to replay it now because maybe yeah. I'm like totally fucked up and crazy. Yeah. And looking at it with rose colored glasses, but I don't think I am. And, like, that isn't the game that was going to, like, make developers be like, oh, this is amazing. Like, everybody was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Zelda, though, hopefully people see that Nintendo pulled off this open-ended construction thing and and, and do something. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, survival games have building and whatever. I can't really think of a game that has build vehicles on the fly in modern times. So 
we need that. We need more of that. I want more of that. Because actually, like, Tears of the Kingdom is held back by the Switch, I think. Oh, yeah. And the fact that it's an open world. So, like, it's really cool, and the system's amazing, and I love it. It's just it at the end be, of its life is all. It could be better. System. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it, and it could be a lot better. Like, you could theoretically make something really fucking crazy, but yeah. they limit they limit how many things you can like glue together. together. Yeah, it's like twenty or something. Yeah. So. Um. And you know what? I actually think the. Uh, I think the story of of Tears of the Kingdom is like pretty cool. I I liked uh, the opening like a lot. I was like, wow, yeah. this is sick. It like the Zelda waking up. It, he doesn't really wake up at the beginning of this game, but the way they um, like wake up a new bad guy and all these things. There's this just this th- sense of wonder that mm-hmm. immediately is captivating. Um, yeah, and, and with the score and the sound effects. And um, the graphics, like we you know, we talked about it being not great, but like the the little red wormy guys going. Oh, everywhere. it's so beautiful! Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's it, a beautiful game. It, immediately, you I was blown away. I was like, oh man, this is this is quality presentation. Um, yeah, yeah, right away. So yeah, and and actually, I think it does a better job of like setting up the game because like. Breath of the Wild just kind of starts. Well, you right? wake up and then it, that's it. Yeah, like where where this is now, like here's an intro, like an actual introduction to like Breath of the Wild kind of had conflict. the mystery of like what's what is the, what's happening. Yeah, where yeah, am yeah. I? Where they yeah. didn't have to. Uh... That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is um class. It it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's unbelievable, and um, it's sold like a crazy amount already. So I mean, if you're listening to this, you are probably playing it. So it's not like we need to like sell you on it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna be playing it for a while still. Cool. Yeah. Um, what else you got? I only got a little um, tiny bit. So let's keep you. Let's keep you talking. Uh, so. I run, think run, the, some, run through a list. Just give me give me some Reader's Digest. Uh... Yeah, so I got I like since we last had an episode, and when I did the one with Larry, I was still doing a Game Pass extravaganza, and um, I hit a lot of things. Uh, I played Norco. I played the JoJo fighting game, which I don't know how much we want to talk about that. But how I much did, did play you it. play that? Um, I did, I I played it for maybe like two or three hours, like just fucking around with characters and seeing how the system worked and stuff. Um, I played Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. So that's a 2023 game. Yep. Um, Woe Long. Okay. I also yeah, I'm, played. I'm excited to pick your brain about all this, actually. Yeah. Woe Long, Dune Spice Wars. Okay. I played. Um, Meet Your Maker, which is so interesting. <laughs> trying to think of what that is. Um, that got announced earlier this year, where it's like a... Remember the base infiltration from, from Phantom Pain? Do you yeah. remember how you could infiltrate other people's mother bases and steal shit? Yeah. Meet Your Maker is a game entirely about that. Okay. 
Um, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I think I know it, what it, what it launched about. free on PlayStation yeah, Plus. Yeah. So I play, I played that a little bit. I, feel like I um, remember it being in a state of play. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and then I also played the Diablo Four beta. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So that let's was start, everything. Let's start I've with that. Since. Diablo Four. Are you gonna play it? You that think? is that is coming out like next week as of this recording. Um, I think it's did going the beta to be... sell you more than you had originally. It did. Yeah. It really did, actually. Yeah. The uh, so I'm not a Diablo fan. Uh, I did not play. I think one is kind of irrelevant, and I didn't play two because I didn't have a PC at the time when two was out that could play video games. So when Diablo three came out and everybody was like so excited about it, I played a little bit of it with Josh. We probably talked about it on a podcast because it was during the two v one times. And I really didn't like it. I was not interested in it at all. And so I was really skeptical of 4. But I think my group that I typically play at least like weekly with, the Gloom Boys, who we did an episode with four months ago or five months Gloom ago. Gloom Boys in the car. Yeah. Um, they all are interested in Diablo. And I feel like I'm going to have to play it because that's going to become the weekly game. So I was like... The ba- unless, Zelda was they get Street Fighter. Yeah, well, one <laughs> of them's going to. Um, I was waiting for my copy of Zelda to show up, and that... Diablo Four did another beta the the exact same weekend. So I was like, I might as well check it out. And um, yeah, it's it's fine. Like it's a good co op thing. It'll be a good co op thing. The thing that enticed me is that it's metal as fuck. Yeah, the aesthetic so... is. is... Is cool. It's so grim and violent and crazy, and like I guess I kind of on some level knew that about Diablo. Well, but the like, third one wasn't like that. Yeah, like I don't really remember the third one. Diablo like two is like that. The third one they kind of went to like a more wizardy. Yeah, um, it's like more just normal, more fantasy. generic. Yeah, more like generic. Uh, yeah, yeah, high fantasy, fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, four is like fucked up. Like the uh, the first cutscene is amazing. Really? And I was like, yeah. Like when I launched the beta, it plays you the opening cutscene, and they're sacrificing. These people are being sacrificed. Their blood is being used to bring back uh, Lilith uh, into physical form, and she's wearing a who cape also was of- the star of Midnight Suns, by the way. Yeah, she's wearing a cape of skin, and it's just like really fucking disgusting the skin and awesome. Cape. Yeah, like it was, it was just really cool. Like that sold me immediately. <laughs> the skin cape. I mean, just the cut, the cutscenes were yeah so amazing looking. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm interested aesthetically, I guess, and then gameplay wise, the first character I played as was like a shapeshifter. Oh, you can that's be a werewolf. Neat. You can be a werewolf and like a bear and shit, and that was really cool. So I really liked. Um, I I played a little bit of Diablo three with some guys from work, and yeah. I played the necromancer class, and like that was really interesting because, um, yeah. you are constantly having to resource manage with your health because like the idea oh, summoning is, takes health. Basically, yeah, you're like killing yourself and killing things, and then like your abilities stack with your 
groups abilities because when they kill enemies you can like reanimate the enemies and like oh. um there was just like a whole bunch of of different really cool spells that that made the kind of mow through enemy gameplay um interesting because i was like really paying attention to you know how we were killing and where we were killing and go kill people in this zone so that they can become our army and then yeah um so like i didn't even play that much like i didn't i barely unlocked a skill tree and you know they're massive skill trees so like i have faith that like getting deep in a diablo game would really allow some character building stuff that would be kind of interesting yeah, I've like I've kind of always been sold on, um, on the game. Really, I just there's uh there's a whole lot coming out this summer. That's a, that's I a, know. That's yeah, a I mean, with me. it's it's like nice that it's. I assume I don't know how soon we're gonna jump into it, but I I just assume it's gonna be a group game. Like yeah. I'd probably never play it by myself. Yeah, I don't think I I wouldn't. Yeah. Even with me liking it, like the the appeal was definitely. It's a co-op thing. It's yeah. like it, it gives me. Um, do you remember Golden Axe? Yeah, it's like it's Golden Axe. It. Um, I feel like was there was there a GameCube Golden Axe? Yeah, there was one that was more of a beat 'em up style, like like isometric. I didn't yeah. play that one. I think yeah. it was. Or, uh, you're thinking of Gauntlet Legends. I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, not so Golden Axe. That's but, the yeah. that's the, the itch that Diablo has scratched yeah. for me and, and my brother and I played a ton of that Gauntlet Legends yeah. game. Um and like my name we did a three player campaign with my neighbors and Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for Diablo. I I probably won't get to it right away like I'm not it's not tip top of my priority and I imagine they will drip content out for that. So oh, by the time yeah. I actually get to that, I there probably will be more to do. Oh um, yeah, I mean three came out forever, twelve yeah. years ago, yeah, or something crazy. It was a really long time. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I I walked away from the beta positive generally, which was That's surprising. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, should I keep going? Yeah, I want to. What's tell me about Wo Long? Big, you're a big Neo guy, and then you weren't a big Neo guy. And, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm not a Wo Long guy. I'm even less of a Wo Long guy. So, um, inter- let yeah. me, let me, let me ask you some questions just to keep you from having to uh, ramble. Um, <laughs> okay. You like the Dark Souls model for games, mm-hmm. period, right? That's why. Yes. That's why you're interested in Neo. Um, Souls likes. Souls likes. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um my take on Wo Long and Neo more action oriented, more loot based. Loot based is the key difference. Is that that's what you don't like? Um Yes and no. Uh so I I played the first Neo for a hundred hours. Yeah. I really, really got sucked into that. I liked it a lot. Um, Neo 2 I was excited about barely played because it was the same game 
like literally like the same game there there wasn't enough newness to it to keep me going and Wo Long is the same developer. It's Team Ninja. Well, time out. Do you mean they were reusing like levels and enemies and stuff like that? They reused enemies for sure. Because Dark Souls 2 is the same game as Dark Souls 1. But um, has all new stuff. All new stuff. So th- that's yeah. all, I'm just asking you to clarify. Like what? It, yeah. The... Neo 2 did not reuse levels, but it did reuse enemies. And mm-hmm. it was the same system gameplay-wise. Like... The Dark Souls games like very teensy a teensy bit and Neo 2 added like a different magic ability. Yeah. That was like it was like a it was didn't like a tweak a, to how you summon things. Didn't they add a transform ability in it too where you can uh like yeah. turn into a, a yokai? You like summoned the yokai kind of. Okay. And, and that was Neo, Neo 1. Neo 1 had something like that that was a little different. So they they kind of just tweaked that a bit, um, and and it, it just didn't you know I saw what Neo Two was going to be after yeah, playing it like, I don't know for like ten hours I'm and good. I was like I'm not doing this again because yeah. like Neo does not have the lore that's interesting it does not have the art direction that's interesting it does not have the level design strictly that gameplay. is interesting of Dark Souls it's pure gameplay yeah and the that gameplay is good. They they have a very good they, combat they, system. They probably put the loot in there so you can get crunchy with, yes. um, and that's what keeps you playing. Is is yeah, but their yeah. shit is so overwhelming. That like, makes sense. It is it is nuts how overwhelming and granular it is. And Wo Long, I thought was going to be a lot like different. Less. Oh, yeah. Well, not less. It, it actually kind of was from the from the few hours I played. It was a little less. You might hear my dog barking. I don't know. Um, but I kind of was viewing Wo Long as the Sekiro of Team Ninja. You know, kind of like yeah, how yeah. It, it 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 is its own discrete thing in the in the Souls like oeuvre. And Wo Long, yeah, you like that word, Wo Long. Is not that. Wo Long is Neo 3. <laughs> yeah. They just changed the name. And they added a, like, counter ability. Kind of like Sekiro. That's cool, I guess. But in terms of the experience, it was basically the same game as Neo. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt the same. They they removed a couple systems of from the combat and, like, tweaked how that felt a little bit, but yeah. generally same experience, um, bad level design, same enemies that you see at the very beginning of the game. You see hours in you're, there's not much variety at all. And I was just like, nah, this is dog. disappointing. You're like, yeah, nah, this dog. is really disappointing. Yeah. Like I, I thought I was hearing like a lot of really positive things about that game. And I was just like, shocked at how not interested in it i was so in- interestingly i watch a lot of uh st- maximilian stream maximilian dude mm-hmm. and uh he played he th- he has the same experience with neo and wo long that you do exactly he played the crap out of neo one got all 
into the character builds, used a bunch of different weapons, different stances, like yeah. cranked yeah. out all this. Neo two, like I remember him playing a little bit, and I could be wrong. Maybe he, maybe he's got videos of of him. Um, but I feel like he fell off that one like a lot faster because of the amount of stuff they piled on. Yeah. And then Wo Long, I think he bounced off right away for the same reason, like just too much to engage with. It's 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 like going the wrong direction. Yeah. Of Souls likes. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like, yes, the gameplay is great and it's they and should it's be fun. streamlining and trying to improve in terms of Yeah. They should have pared down all yeah, of that yeah, yeah. loot stuff. And focus and more on like cool stuff that you're experiencing. Spend more time on yeah, spend more time on the levels and, and yeah, bosses yeah. and yeah. yeah. And like no I don't want to like no one does levels like from. That's the that that's yeah. the key ingredient, in my opinion, in the from yeah. games is just like you you can't. That's their that's their yeah. and and that it affects the pacing, it affects the combat, it affects the the thing that pushes you forward to explore the world and play the game mm-hmm. is just like they're the kings of of level design. Yeah, I don't really know like 3 games later how somebody wasn't like should we hire a like better level designer? Like you know, like no one stopped. Yeah, who, knows, who knows if it's that easy? I don't because know. I mean, it's not that easy. It's I know it's not that easy. But Team Ninja made the Ninja Gaiden games. And Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2 are all, like, interesting, discrete levels. Yeah, but way smaller it was, games. And it was way smaller, way, and it was a long time ago. More focused around a... Yeah, like a linear thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Like, not... yeah. So, like, the, the coolest thing about Wo Long, I think, is that they added this system of encouraging you to explore the levels so every level had its own every stage let's say every stage had its own level like meter so you had to fill the meter to get out of the level kind of you had to like you had to like plant flags because it takes place during the the chinese um romance it's called the romance of the three kingdoms or something or that's like a video game but it's the general i like time period it's a period piece where it was just a big war and you have to like plant a flag around levels it's they're like bonfires essentially but each time you play a stage you have to like do all of those again and enemies within the stage will be based around what you have those flags leveled at so it's like this weird thing of like you have your character level and your stats and everything but then in order to be successful in the stage you have to actually like explore it a lot to level that up because otherwise your character stats sort of don't mean anything yeah it's kind of based on only that instance of the of the stage and that's neat. Like that's sort of neat to encourage you to explore the the level and find loot and and get um souls to level up with and all that stuff. The problem is the Team Ninja version of a Souls like wants you to replay those levels to death. Yeah. 
So the fact that you have to do that again, no. Yeah. I feel like it's there's an interesting conversation to be had there. You know, you, you shouted out Ninja Gaiden, Ninja yeah. Gaiden. And I think that, you know, that game is old. Um, it holds up. I think that there is... Like what what gamers expect and what developers expect in terms of a, pr- releasing a game is yeah. like that era of games. It was okay to have twenty levels or fifteen levels or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. you know you had different difficulty settings that might add enemies or or things like that. But that was the game, mm-hmm. and like in the era of live service games. And DLC and all the yeah. trappings that come with, um, I feel like they just don't emphasize that kind of game anymore. And it's refreshing when they do. I feel like that's why Dead Space and Resident Evil 4 and mm-hmm. games that really respect your time as a player do so well at this time mm-hmm. and age. I remember Evil West was like a game that popped off. Um not too long ago, and like it's it's just a similar thing where it's like a small hey, you're gonna play ten hours of this um you know yeah. whatever however many levels it is, and like you're not we're not expecting you to you know to explore an entire map that maybe isn't designed I just wonder well. yeah, like I just wonder with something something like Wo Long, like, are you, do they really feel that confident in the game that they think people are just going to play it to death? I just think they think that's what people want. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think that's the expectation from, I don't know, from, like, they the games they make in general now, everybody makes a forever game. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Of. Yeah. Like the the intent in game design in 2023 is for we want our game to be a game that you play forever. And instead yeah. of like it them making a game that's just good that makes you want to play it forever because it's so good that you you like choose to play it forever, like Halo 2 or I don't yeah. know Monster right. Hunter World. Um, or Dark Souls one or yeah, two or go. three yes, or yes. Bloodborne or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like um, they're they make games that are like so big that you would have to play it forever to experience all of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just I kind of wonder like with something like Wo Long as the example is like you're they're not making any money by it being a forever game. Like, they're not you know, selling it, DLC or anything? Uh, I don't know. Maybe eventually they're going to. I mean, Neo, Neo had DLC. It had it had expansions. Um, so, I'm just saying... But, yeah. Who released... Is it Bandai Namco? Is it a Bamco? No, no. I actually don't know. <laughs> I think, I think sure. the decisions that get made on those levels, we're going to... We're going to... What do they? Produce the game? Or, or, or we're yeah. going to distribute the game? I think those boardroom level meetings that take place where these guys aren't even going to ever play the game. (laughs) They say, if you want to make this game, you need to have this. 
and yeah. it's it's a a product that is 250 hours to complete regardless of the content justifying that amount of time to complete it or not and yeah that's the market that we're in and working adults that like to play lots of games like that is impossible yeah you know what i mean and it kind of hear... sucks like i if wo long yeah. was like a devil may cry uh 20 20 levels to give me 10 15 hours to complete i would i would be so i would jump on that in a heartbeat yeah i mean because i reason do think I that did... combat looks cool i do think the trailers it was that... it was cool <laughs> It's but good. The, it, but the fact it feels that good to play. The fact that it's you know what it is. Like I, I yeah. can't. I can't. I can't even. There's no. There's no substance out of that. Yeah. yeah. Like there. Like I don't. And like there doesn't have to be substance in the twenty level, the smaller one either. But like if it's if I'm gonna get an adrenaline shot from it, if I'm gonna eat a bag of potato chips, like yeah. it got to be a bag of potato chips, not a truck of potato chips. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> A Is lifetime that a good supply of Lay's. <laughs> yeah, like I just, yeah, I don't know. It sucks, kind of like really. Yeah. And again, it's like it's their third attempt, and they apparently sell well. So you know, it's as far as I know, it could I mean, be the fact like, that they got another one. This could completely be old men shouting at clouds, kind of thing. Maybe, where... but it, but but I know everybody I know that plays souls games has no interest in anything that is not a soul, like actual from soft game. So I don't know who the people are that are like screaming yeah. for these things. Like I give them a chance because I want there to be another one. Yeah. And I've played most of them and there some of them are okay, but none of them are ever like, Holy shit, you got to play this, you know? Um, so yeah, that's well long. <laughs> so speaking of games you gotta play, this yeah. is not one of them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, perfect. Um, have you seen trailers for Terra Nil? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I was a little interested in it. Uh, so Terra Nil is basically I don't know I don't know how to just, I get mixed up with the like city builder. Um, it's like genre kind of that where, I think where. I can't I can't describe the differences between uh the games well. But yeah, I would say it's a city builder where you're you're terraforming. Mm-hmm. Um so it gives you kind of like a dirt patch of land, like a a map and you're basically like planting vegetation and carving rivers and and then using like the vegetation to grow different vegetations mm-hmm. that like make the humidity higher and then it rains and that grows more vegetation and you're trying to attract specific wildlife. And so you kind of like pretty much create this habitat on the map with all these machines. And then you kind of reverse build where you have to clear your machines from oh. the map Mm-hmm. Um, in order t- for it to be like a fully terraformed, living, breathing, um, 
piece of ecosystem like, like natural stuff yeah, yeah yeah and like part of that is like you're you have to build you have to create specific environments with specific uh pieces of like has to have a water and this specific type of tree in order to attract a frog like mm-hmm. part of your goals are you need this spread of wildlife or whatever and so, so it's like viva pinata never played it <laughs> maybe <laughs> Um, An- another another unsung rare 360 era thing. So one of my big games this year, I don't know if I'd say big games. One of my games I enjoyed this year um, and fit really well with my schedule has been Dorfer Manic. And, yeah, it's kind of what I thought about with Terra Nil. And so, yeah, Terra Nil was like, oh, am I going to enjoy something else that scratches this itch yeah. a little bit? And... I will say that Terra Nil, um, and mind you, I played on like a normal difficulty. I wasn't playing on a higher difficulty. Like you have resources that you're managing in order to build things. You can't just put things anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the like moment to moment gameplay and decision making kind of feels like you're just filling meters. And you're placing things on a map until a meter fills, and then it changes mm-hmm. the map a little bit. And now I have to place different things on the map to fill another meter. And you're kind of you kind of keep doing that, and then once you've accomplished that, you have to figure out how to like get rid of things. And like it gives you a new puzzle. Like one map, maybe you'll just be able to delete things. Another map, you'll need to create a railroad system. That kind of mm-hmm. picks up all the things. So there's like little mini puzzles in there um, to switch up the gameplay a little bit. But like moment to moment, it doesn't make me feel creative. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. And it doesn't yeah. really challenge me to like, I guess it just doesn't challenge me. It's not It's not yeah. really, um, the challenge I guess would be using resources. Like if you place a thing incorrectly and you used resources then i don't know how you would go back from that like the difficulty level that i'm playing on i have plenty of resources so it's like not really an issue i'll just plant another thing over there yeah where it would be more effective and um so just at the base level it's kind of it's kind of empty calories is what i would say yeah it was like um dorfer mantic didn't really scratch the creative itch either, or at least I, the way that I played it, it didn't. It but, didn't for me, yeah. Um, trying to place a piece perfectly every turn and then having games that were short enough that like I could play a session and leave the session with the game complete like kept mm-hmm. me playing the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was enough of a thought puzzle there that I enjoyed coming back. And Terra Nil just doesn't have the crunchiness, yeah. Um, to to keep me coming back, I do think it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I love how it's it looked. Yeah. Interesting as a concept, like the mm-hmm. way that you terraform is actual science and and ecology terraforming. Like it's like reminded me of reading Dune and Leah Kynes and all the them trying mm-hmm. to seed the planet and all the things like that. So like that's really cool. And I don't want to say that the challenge and 
crunchy gameplay isn't there because you might could crank the difficulty up and then really bite into it. Like mm-hmm. just at the base level, it just wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. In a game. I uh, was concerned about it. Uh, cause I, I thought visually it looked really cool and the concept is cool, but because Dwarf Romantic didn't really grab me, I had the same concern where it just didn't feel like it was going to be super creative. Yeah. And you're kind of just going through the motions a little bit. So it kind of feels like there's not enough. There's not one way to place things, which is what the good thing about Dwarf Romantic is. is like you're trying to find that perfect placement. Yeah. In Terran Nil, it feels like I could have placed it any way in 45 different ways. One might be more effective than the other, but mm-hmm. there's like not enough. Like it just doesn't matter, kind of. Like I'm just filling the map and then unfilling the map a little mm-hmm. bit. And maybe that's like what all city builders are. Like I don't know because I haven't played you know maybe like if it's sim city or city skylines or whatever you're kind of in a similar thing where you're building infrastructure and the fun of it is to Uh, yeah i i would say like city skylines and factorio and and that stuff the the fun is from doing it all yourself even if it's not the most efficient or effective or whatever I'd say this game kind of has that. I don't. I don't okay. know. I don't know. It's. It just wasn't right for me. Because um, like you can make to something recommend. totally, totally fucked up in Factorio, but it's fun because you did it. Like yeah. you, you like put together this line of tracks and manufactured so, this thing. So, and so maybe whatever. that's the problem. Like if I mess up a bunch of stuff, a bunch of placements in Terra Nil. Essentially, just nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, there's there's consequences in Factorio. City Skylines, not really. I mean, actually, one of the reasons I didn't really like that game and play much of it recently was that it felt like it was literally kind of just a creative ex- exercise, and like that's yeah, maybe, fine. Maybe that's what I'm. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm feeling too. There's no consequences. Well. There is supposed to be like the resources, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it costs you things to build things and, and you have to generate those resources. So there is resource management. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. It wasn't enough, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like a game I would check out if it was like game pass free, game free on the Epic store or it yeah. was on game pass. I something. think that's good. Like a couple play sessions with it just to decide yeah. know, how you feel about it. I, I, that's where I would put it in terms of my recommendations, um, how I would yeah. rate it. So, yeah. So it's pretty chill, pretty chill game. Uh huh. Kind of the opposite of what a crazy game or action oriented game would be. Hi Fi Rush. What? How? Yeah, how I was it? gonna. I was gonna say Hi Fi Rush for sure. Um, because I think you're interested in it. Yeah, I like the. I like the look of it. Um, mm-hmm. it's just. The problem with with me is like I just the, the backlog is piling up and it, yeah. it's not super high on the priority list in, on my backlog. So I I, I I need to play Resident Evil. That's the one you do. It's I'm, amazing. It's so good. Um, 
Yeah, it's so good. But so I really like when Hi-Fi Rush was announced, I had the I had the reaction that I had to Midnight Suns in that Firaxis's time was being taken away from a thing I really like. And the same thing with Hi-Fi Rush where I was like, really? The Evil Within company made this? <laughs> like that, oh, that's you want what another they... Evil Within game? I don't know. I love those games. Like, I know nobody really else likes those games that much. They're kind of like cult hits, sort of. But I really like those games. And, like, 2 was batshit. So, like, yeah. I sort of wanted to see where they went with that. But They so, made like, Ghostwire Tokyo, though, didn't they? Which sounded not very good. <laughs> so, like, I... Yeah, that's true. They did. They did. You're right. Um, that also was on Game Pass, and I didn't bother to even play that. Like, maybe next time. But you're right. So I forgot about that, I, and that's probably uh, <laughs> that's probably an indication of... of that game, sort of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have I have that game on Steam. I bought it on a Steam sale, and it's on my backlog. I do want to play because yeah. I also liked Evil Within, and I was like, hmm. First person could be neat. They got some cool magic spells going on. You know, I don't remember Evil Within getting all positive reviews either. No, so maybe it it's, definitely did. Maybe didn't. it's the you know what I mean. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's good. Yeah. We'll see. I so I went into Hi Fi Rush. All that said, with low expectations or low expectations, okay, really okay. low expectations. All right. And um, I liked some aspects about it i didn't finish it yeah because it didn't feel like it was worth finishing yeah um but i like when it started i was like okay i can get into this like there's a lot of like really good art direction yeah this is a really pretty game it has uh it trailers really well yeah makes any sense yeah like it's really pretty like they really thought about a lot of things it reminded me a lot of ratchet and clank yeah um So, and like playing it kind of reminded me of Ratchet and Clank a lot too. Um, I just, it was, it was one of those, I feel like I'm too old for this game. Mm. Um, Ooh, that's like, not a good feeling. No, and well, old in terms of like, it seems aimed at millennials, like, te- like teenagers, not millennials, teenagers, like now era teenagers whatever you want to call them not whatever is the generation after gen gen z i guess at this point um and not to say that it was like childish it wasn't like the jokes were definitely there like the writing was there for adults but it just like wasn't there wasn't enough substance to any of it that it felt like what am i getting out of this you know like I, i don't think the gameplay is that good uh, the art direction is really cool, and it kind of reminds me of Ratchet and Clank, and I love Ratchet and Clank. Cool, but the, but if that's the only but thing, like, then it's hard to pull. It's not enough to pull you through just to see it all. Yeah, like there yeah. and and I don't know that I wanted to see it all because you kind of spend a lot of time doing really bad platforming. Yeah, like really bad. I thought it felt like fucking shit. I thought yeah. it was horrible. I feel like I saw um, that complaint. The in multiple the jump the jumping felt awful. Like yeah. there was no there was no forward movement in the jump. It was very stiff. Yeah. And you have to do no momentum. 
uh, yeah, there's no momentum, and you have to do a lot of it. Like, yeah. in between all of the fights is platforming, and there was yeah. a lot of that, and it just didn't feel good. And the combat, interesting idea. You know, you you talked about bullets per minute how many episodes ago, right? So there are things that have tried combat based on rhythm. Rhythm, rhythm based, yeah. And um, and I played Metal Hellsinger a couple months ago. and Crypt of the Necrodancer. I feel like Crypt of the Necrodancer is still one of the best ones. Yeah. Um, because like limiting it to two dimensions really helps. Um, the thing with Hi-Fi Rush was like, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. And trying to do it. The art the style beat, is loud too. It is. It's so really be, loud. It's if you're overwhelmed crazy. by the mechanics, like yeah, even trying to grok what's on the screen with the bow, 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 art is, I can understand how that would be. Yeah. And probably not a good game for people with anxiety. No, no, probably not. I mean, I, it didn't affect me that much in that regard. It was more like I'm missing the beat all the time. Yeah. And Maybe like, you just don't have good rhythm. Apparently I don't. So I should probably stop drumming, I guess. Yeah. But like, um, it, it was like, it was like this, uh, being pulled in two directions where like, I have to deal with these things on the screen yeah, that's and it. I, and I have to not get hit, but also I want to be in time because your score that's what is BPM. better. That's a BPM. That's a BPM's like. It's just yeah, yeah. But there were no yeah. consequences. So like the thing, the thing being off beat didn't matter. Just make sure it was weaker. It would no. It was like literally just for score that uh, I could tell, and like I don't care about score attacking that game. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, like, so, so it was like this weird thing of like, you're always missing the beat or if you're on it, it feels good sort of, but like it, the game even tells you that it's going to attack for you. Like whenever you're like doing it, if you miss it's, it's doing it for you kind of, as long as you're pressing the buttons. And the thing it comes down to is if you're pressing the button in time, you get a better score. So It just didn't feel like, well, why would I engage with that at all? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played like three levels, I think. And there's 12. And I was just like, again, no, you know, I'm not I'm not that interested in this. I actually feel like licensed music and stuff that isn't just playing the music is not appealing anymore. <laughs> so like playing to a, I think nine inch nails was one of them, which was yeah. weird. I was like, I, I don't know. This doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, so, so I think I don't think it's not bad at all. It just, it didn't like have enough there for me to want to keep going. Was it with you it. weren't the audience? You weren't. It, you I don't think I'm the. No, I don't think I'm the audience. Yeah. No. Um. It, it. It. It's almost like. Just make it, a Ratchet and Clank game. <laughs> like, get rid of the rhythm part. Like, I don't know if the rhythm part really. Like the rhythm thing is cool because everything in the world is on beat. Yeah. So like, there's stuff like jumping and bouncing and whatever. That that's neat. That's a cool there's thing. Like, there's like a those games are trying to achieve a flow state. Yeah. And, and I feel like, I feel like, 
your experience is going to be affected by how well you can g- get that. And if you I couldn't do it in Necrodancer either. Yeah, if you can't, it's going to be uh, those games are going to be harder to push through than a normal like you're saying just make a ratchet and clank like you could push through ratchet and clank because like there's not a system there isn't this extra trying. layer of yeah, yeah yeah execution yeah so um, i don't know like i i think it's a cool idea like bpm i just didn't play enough to get there and mm. didn't really want to put the time in to like achieve that fluidity with the controls and the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the first time you picked up a guitar hero controller, you couldn't really do it with that either. Do you know what I'm right. saying? And it's just kind of that thing where is it worth, is it worth? So the difference with like something like guitar hero and rock band, even, even with the plastic guitars is like all you are cared about. All you care about is, Hitting the note is hitting the note, yeah, and 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 like executing the song, and that is compelling because it's all you have to worry about, and like with all these other games trying to add in like other gameplay types on top of the rhythm part, I I think actually probably now that I think about it, like one of the reasons I didn't like Metal Hellsinger is because. I'm very opinionated about extreme music. Yeah. And I really didn't like that soundtrack. So yeah. like right away, uphill battle. Well, do you think Hi-f- like hi-fi rush is probably similar too. the, the extreme music that you listen to. Don't you think the beats would be hard to produce a game out of? They'd be too fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There would be no generally not, not all of them, but, um, yeah, but I mean, no, not- yeah, you're right. I'm unqualified. So like that that was an uphill battle to begin with. Because yeah, they would have they would have had to pick stuff that the thing isn't is, that extreme was <laughs> really. Well so so actually I guess we can dig into that a bit. Like Metal Hellsinger has I would say more um approachable extreme music. And one yeah. of the bands that I would use as an example is Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy is pretty fast. They, they're a fast band. Like that's a lot of double bass pedal and stuff. And they just do it on like time signature, not like individual notes. So you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. So I guess, game. I guess where I'm thinking is, and now we're getting in the weeds of music. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Like the more, I when I think extreme, I don't think speed. Oh, I think like song structure and time signatures that are all over the place. Whereas, um, like the more extreme, the more crazy we get with with time signatures and and um, not necessarily like the, the closer we push to. Uh, in the pocket, uh, time signatures and groove, like we're getting yeah. closer to closer to radio, and like that's yes. where I think they would produce. That's that's where I think they would produce games. Yeah. The farther we get from that, is more extreme or, or experimental, I guess. But 
but yeah, the ex- extreme in your sense, I would say, is t- is towards the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I use I like some of Arch Enemy's stuff. We'll keep using them as an example. Yeah, and uh, it was just more actually with again with Metal Hellsinger, they loop. So they have to be like different songs or parts of a song that can just loop too. Yeah. And like now that I think about it, I think I think my uphill battle in general with anything, guitar hero and everything is different because like I'm buying into I'm playing this song. Yeah. Even if I don't like it. Yeah. Where like there's a whole other thing with Hi-Fi Rush or Necrodancer or whatever or Metal Hell Singer where you're kind of like you're interested in the gameplay, but maybe not interested in the music. And now there's this disconnect, but you have to play to the music and you have to engage with the music, even if you don't like it. And yeah. so like Necrodancer, as an example, I think Necrodancer's soundtrack is like really good. And Cadence yeah. of Hyrule is also really good. Yeah. But even really liking the music, I still had a really hard time piecing it all together. Like, yeah. worrying about the game listening to the music staying on time <laughs> like it's just a lot it's it's yeah. a lot to handle at once um so maybe we'll see if you get around the high fire us someday <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know it's not huge on my priority list is all yeah it seems like it would be a like fun thing that would be like an animated movie. Yeah. You know, like it, it's, it almost seems like it was something that was meant to be an animated movie. And they were like, well, we could make a game out of this. Instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so all you had was Terra Nil, right? That's correct. Um, I want to give, I guess like a little time to meet your maker. Um, just because I think it's interesting. Yeah. Not that it's good. Yeah. Should we instead just play base mode Metal Gear Solid 5? Just, just fire up Phantom Pain and see if there's people's bases you can infiltrate. I'm sure there's a Discord server somewhere where you could, like... Yeah. Find people yeah, I mean, that are still playing that game. Because every, every aspect of the Phantom Pain is better. <laughs> Absolutely every aspect of it. Um... But I do appreciate what Meet Your Maker is. And I think it I think it's a really good step in the right direction for a type of game. Yeah. Because the thing working against it right away is it's so fucking ugly. It is so ugly. It is like I love Lawbreakers, right? Josh and I sing the praises of Lawbreakers so much on 2v1. Mm-hmm. But that game's art direction yeah, not is good. so bland. So so early Teenage 2000s, yeah. new metal, yeah. energy drink ad. You yeah. know, like it's so nothing. No offense to the people Surge. that worked on the art, but you know. Yeah, because they're all listening to us. They might be. Um, Meet Your Maker is like a step down from that. <laughs> like it has no aesthetic. It's so brown, and there's just 
nothing interesting to it visually. Nothing. Part of that is probably because of what it is in terms of design. So, like, you you make levels. It's a first-person... More of a, like, parkour game than a shooter. It's, like, kind yeah. of a shooter, but not really. And you make these levels for players to navigate in first person that are, it's filled with traps and the player is trying to get deep into your level, steal a thing and exit. And all the while dealing with traps that are literally traps or they're enemies. Like there's AI enemies that you can put in your level. Yeah. And the game has this overarching theme of you're stealing it's like this post-apocalypse. It's like post-post-apocalypse or something. It's really grim. You're stealing this genetic material to, like, power up this weird entity that is your, like, boss, kind of. And you bring this material back to your home base and you're, like, leveling them up and they're unlocking things and et cetera, et cetera. It's like this building thing to build better bases, more difficult bases, infiltrate more difficult bases, repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah, yeah. Um I like I had a really good first impression of it. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is actually super interesting and it's really stressful and very anxiety-inducing and that is interesting and it makes like the infiltration part like kind of neat because you're creeping around the corner or you can like try and run through it real fast, like a Mario maker level and hope you just don't hit any of the bad things. Um, it's, it's, it's neat. And making a level is cool. I made one level and I got into, I like when games let you make levels. I really liked Mario maker. Yeah. So I made one level. I got into like, I had a theme and it was small, so it was relatively easy to build. Like, it was surprisingly easy to use the level creator on a controller. I was playing on PlayStation because this game did launch on PlayStation Plus. I think it's only on PlayStation and PC. I don't know if it's on Xbox or anything. But, so it was, like, quote, free. And, um... The actual experience of infiltrating the levels is, like... It's more like parkour, like I said, because you have a grappling hook. So you can kind of just like zoom around levels. You have a double jump. Yeah. Your gun, your quote gun is like not really a gun. It's like a dart gun that you get two shots with to start. And you have to retrieve the arrows. So like if you shoot something really far away, you have to go get it. Otherwise you have no ammo. Yeah. And... um. So, like, there's traps and enemies that you're dealing with, and you have to, like, shoot the traps to destroy them. And you have to know what they are and, like, look out for them. And everything is cube-based. So, like, all the levels are built around these giant cubes. So, like, you kind of have a feel for, like, what corners are going to be and and how you're going to navigate things. And there is a lot of creativity that could be there and i found some levels that were like really neat but it just feels so limited in scope yeah that like i don't know that i'll ever play it again i played it for i don't know two or three hours 
and I ran a couple bases and stole things and leveled things up and you could see what you can unlock later and nothing nothing seemed compelling enough for yeah. me to want to unlock it nothing to push for no and so I've been using Reddit a lot more than I have in my life lately and so I I I follow that the game's Reddit it seems dire really? like yeah it does like, like they're not gonna survive. I mean, like the game's gonna die, kind of. It just, I mean, well, you, if you think about it, it's already a niche thing. Like, it's out at a time. There's so much like to play. Zelda's out. There's a lot of things to play. There's a lot of like hot, bigger, more interesting, like not not quote interesting, but like what the the general mass is going to flock to. Uh-huh. There's so many other games that it's competing against. So like. It's a game entirely built on multiplayer. Like yeah. you have to have people making levels and you have to have levels to play. You community. You it needs a community and like yeah. every time I see a post pop up in my feed it's like no one's running my base. What's the future of this game? Yeah. Like what <laughs> why did they do this? It makes it harder to find levels and like it's it just doesn't seem like it had a chance it, it almost seems like it was doa kind of and that's a shame and that's a shame because it, it really could be neat and like if it if it, it got a little time, bit of a had some time for them to flesh it out and and put yeah. some work into it you think yeah 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 or like something like this like is i'm very interested in i really like the idea like mario maker is brilliant because mario is brilliant and so then you have people and it's simple to build things and you have so many people all the way in on we love Mario and it's simple to make levels. So like, here's a thousand or million different ways to play this game. Yeah. But like this unknown, totally random indie game doesn't have a chance kind of, you know? Um, and I think parts of it are really cool for sure. I just don't, don't see it, you know. Like I, I've told everybody I know about it. No one's played it. Yeah, and no one's going to play it, right? So, well, let's let's play a funeral march for it. Ready? <laughs> sure. I can't hear that, but maybe it's working. <laughs> we'll see when I get your track. That sound like it. I can't hear anything now. <laughs> what is that? It's a tomatone. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. You hear that one? I heard the beat. All right, we're done. Yeah. Um, I'll try to play the outro for the... Uh, Okay, for our music, but uh, yeah, that kind of sucks, man. I mean, there there's a lot of creative multiplayer ideas that mm-hmm. di- that die on arrival. Yeah, and that blows. Rumble Rumbleverse is the is the most recent one that I can think of. I just like being plugged right. into the fighting game community. Yeah, right. Uh, they loved that game, man. There's a that, that game had like a whole mm-hmm. fan base. People were playing all the time, and you know just. Takes money I think and... that I think that game wants to come back though. 
Or am I oh, thinking no. of something else? Like I mean, I'm the, sure like, it does. Like the developers like took it down intending for it to come back? No, or am I, I thinking think of multiverses? Yep, you're thinking of multiverses. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. Yep. Which is another example, though. Mm-hmm. And and multiverses has Warner Brothers money. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, you know, that that's the market we're in. Yeah, Comp- competitive, especially in the in the multiplayer space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just like, I I just sometimes wonder. Like, the same thing with Lawbreakers. Like, did nobody stop and say, like, no one is going to like what this looks like? Yeah, I don't know. You know, like, no, like who is this aimed at? Right? And... You think that's the major contributing factor, is just art style? Well, I don't know that it had great marketing. It's definitely, like, first impression is, is art. It's a, no it's, a, it's a big first impression, but also, like... I remember seeing, you know, and I don't even really pay attention to that much, but I at least remember seeing the trailer for Meet Your Maker, which, again, not a not a great name. Yeah. Maybe. And, but... It doesn't really... The name of it doesn't really describe what the game is well, is what I feel like. It kind of doesn't, even though you would think, like, it's so obvious, kind of, but it's but it's sort of not. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. hate it's... that name for a game. I just think it like it doesn't. Yeah, it's not what I picture when I hear the title. Is what they I were say. probably thinking. Like, well, Mario Maker worked, but they didn't realize. Well, Mario is the key term there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit of a bummer. And like, I, I guess just I kind of had a general positive impression of it because I think it's a really good idea. That's cool. Um, just still cool. Yeah. You never know. Maybe, you know, Game Pass something, give it new life. Or Epic, free, free on Epic. Who Put it knows? on, Ep- yeah, free Epic game. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, give, a, um, give a nod to here at the end? I guess just real quick, yeah, we should probably, like, wrap up here. Um, Dune Spice Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh. I, I do think it's really cool. Do you think you'll I, play more? I want to see what the final product is. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that the early access version is on Game Pass, actually. Yeah, Because cool. um, it's what I expected, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I played Northgard. I don't even remember if I brought it up much on a on an episode. I feel like we you talked about it. Yeah, I remember talking. Maybe. Maybe, it was, maybe it just was, to me in... in chat i don't know maybe um northguard is the same it's the same developer for for dune spice wars uh northguard was like a viking themed rts that is like simplified uh in a in like smart ways where and dune works the exact same so this explanation is going to be very similar um you you are controlling pieces of the map sort of how like civ breaks everything up into hexes um these games blow it up to like bigger chunks yeah and you have to kind of like control that piece by meeting requirements uh before it can be collected into your like overall territory 
and you know the ai is doing the same thing elsewhere on the map it's a giant fog of war like you don't know really yeah, what's yeah. going until you send out scouts and um those those chunks can only have so many structures or like features on them and you know the game is figuring out what to put where because you need to meet certain things because you're controlling a populace and they have desires and requirements you have to keep a military force going um and dune is neat because it i love dune as a property yeah one of the things i'm interested in seeing with that game is like how many of the factions they so uh, yeah and so like weirdly it's kind of I believe Spice Wars is now part of the, like, movie property. So... Yeah, so it's the early time. It can only be the early stuff. Yeah. And, um... And and also that kind of makes sense because, like, timeline-wise, later stuff wouldn't really... Exist yet. It wouldn't exist or wouldn't... They wouldn't be clashing with the factions that exist. Yeah. So, like, Spice Wars is the first book... Basically, it's the Atreides, it's the Harkonnen, it's the Spice or Space Guild, um, the Fremen, and smugglers. there's one more. They throw in an other, <laughs> which is just smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> there. So there's five, I think, right now in the game. They have the I, Car- House Carino. They have the Carino. Oh, Carino's they? in it too, I think. In the game? Are they in the game right now? I, I, They're in the I, board I, game. I, I saw think. an update that said we've added Carino. Okay. So I haven't turned the game on. I just get okay. the news updates on yeah. the, on the steam page. Yeah. So I can't remember if they were could, in it when I was playing it, but it could yeah. be a difference in what's on the steam version and where Possibly. they're at with the games pass version too. I would assume they're the same, but I don't know. Um, I don't remember Carino, but yeah, I played it now two months ago, but Carino so. is not in the first book much. The, yeah, not Which really. Which is why when I saw Carino, I thought, oh, maybe we'll get more factions besides the ones that are... Because uh... um, I feel like it's like the second and third book that Carino is, is... But overall, generally, Carino is the emperor, right? Yeah, they exist in the first... That's, yeah. that's why, yeah. yeah, like that would be yeah. the logic. Um, yeah, and the so... Sardaukar. Like, I'm sure you would want to play with their army. Yeah. Yeah, so like, in the game... Um, all of the, fa- I played a game with the Fremen and I played a game with the, the Trades, and, and they all have really unique stuff. And Northgard had the same thing based on like, um, different Norse myths, I think is how they did yeah. it. Um, so like the Atreides are really good at like conquering the land because they, they're really good politically. Mm-hmm. And the new stuff in Spice Wars is it adds more like politics stuff, mm-hmm. kind of like in Civ where you're voting on things um you're you're like i don't remember in current civ if you like build influence on voting i feel like you do like you yes, have so you many votes yeah it's like so in 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 spice wars there's a resource that you can build up which is your influence in the politics yeah that's the same as civ. um they have spies now Kind of like Civ, it works very similarly to Civ, um, where Northgard didn't have any of this stuff. And it is really cool being on 
Arrakis. Like it's it's just neat seeing that giant wasteland and yeah. um and you have to deal with the wasteland. Yeah. Like if you are if you are traveling, if you're sending army like military units from place to place, if they go through anything that isn't your territory, the desert kills them. Like it starts killing them. <laughs> so like it's really dangerous to do that and 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 that's cool. That's a, like a really good thematic thing. Um the politics stuff is cool. It all makes sense. Like I said, I only played with the Fremen and Atreides, but all their individual house things were very interesting. Um so I think it's I think it's neat. Yeah. My problem with um Sorry, dog. Uh my problem with Northgard was I like played it a lot in a very short period of time because I was like really sucked into the gameplay. I thought it was really cool to like build stuff up and try and take over. And there's a bunch of different win conditions like Civ. And I could never figure out the balance of resources. Yeah, to do so well my, at it. My people always were starving or something and in um and my military was always like way behind everybody else's military and military in RTS games is usually really important because it's something it's a spinning plate that actually like super matters. You can't you can't like react if you're behind kind yeah. of. And um same thing was happening in Dune where like I was trying to make sure I had a base amount of resources so that I was like stable. So then I could start building up my military and then I would just start getting steamrolled yeah. by the other the other teams. And like Atreides felt super strong when I played as the Fremen because they can expand so easily and they they win the politicking stuff like easier because of the theme. So like it's very neat, but I had the same problems with, with Northgard. Yeah. Where like I just felt like I could not actually figure out how to be successful at it. Yeah. And so that's a little frustrating. Um Yeah, I feel but like I'm, my I'm, op- I'm open to the final thing potentially. My interest we'll is more like multiplayer. Like I just think it'll be cool to have you play Harkonnens, me play Atreides, someone else play it would be fun. And, like we probably have yeah. to spend some time in the game to learn how it works just so we can accomplish that, but like the if I'm getting whooped by your army, it doesn't. I don't know. I'll. I'll it's more fun to play. Ca- I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would be fun by the computer. You know a multiplayer I mean? thing would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll. I think Dune specifically. Why I'm potentially interested is it will eventually have a like single player campaign. Yeah. And the way that Northgard worked, and the way that all of those RTS games and campaigns work is like they give you discrete missions and goals to achieve while getting to engage with the open-endedness yeah of it and that's really cool i played a majority of Northgard's like one campaign and thought it was pretty neat yeah so like and that's just didn't teach mechanics super well is what you're saying well no it did i actually feel like i knew how to play the game and i i think dune's um tutorial is good it's pretty good yeah um it just even though i knew what i needed to do it was like Making sure that I was like set was just—I don't know what I Maybe was. Maybe we need or, to like, consult some uh, 
Reddit threads or uh, I did not how-tos. look. Yeah. yeah, I did not look anything up. Yeah, that's true. But, Tips to start. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Dune Spice Wars is is neat, and I'm I'm curious about the the final thing. It's so, a good use of the property for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's the one I'm most interested in, hands down. For the property. Yeah, yeah, like they're yeah. doing the MMO and yeah, there's a couple of things. Like, I don't really have high hopes for an yeah, MMO yeah. <laughs> about that, but uh, yeah. So, Street Fighter Eve. Yeah, we got we got uh, Diablo coming. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna play Final Fantasy? Yeah, I'm I'm interested in Final Fantasy. That's very soon too. Yeah, end of June. Um, I don't know that I'll get to it immediately. Yeah. That might be a good time to take a break from Zelda, though. I'm not sure what else is on the horizon. Uh, Me neither. I can look real quick, but I'm like really, uh, and my time is limited anyways, so yeah, I don't know how much I'll get to, but I'm hoping to play Resident Evil 4 at some point. I'll be ticking away at Zelda, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to dig into Street Fighter hard. I might start going to locals and stuff. We'll see. Yeah, now's the time at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. So. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, But yeah, I think that'll do it for this one, right? So for me. Cool. I want to shout out. I uh, want to shout out homie I met at uh, Combo Breaker. He, he shouted me out on his Twitch stream. So we'll shout him out on the podcast. I don't know if he's listening to this or not, but you know. <laughs> All love, D underscore Antonio eighty five. That's the Twitch name. <laughs> Check him out. Yeah, he's a uh, fighting game player from New York. Does some other things. He says he streams different games. He was talking about playing Zelda. He liked Resident Evil. He's doing a Resident Evil playthrough. So we've discussed some of them games, and uh, just want to show some love. So check him out and uh, keep playing games. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.